Hello everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to FewerCast, our Film Effect weekly entertainment recap podcast, breaking down Film Effect movie news from our full effect point of views. Hope everyone's having a good weekend as we enter the Thanksgiving holiday. In case you're new to the show, or just need a friendly reminder, I'm Ed, and with me are the usual suspects, Jocelyn, Andrew, and Justin. How's everybody? Good. Doing great. Pretty good. All right. Greetings well, salutations. We have a bunch of stuff to discuss, so let's get into everything as we tighten that grip and bring on the drip. I may have some breaking news for you, Elliot. All right, let's kick off the episode with some nice juicy rumors that are running through the grapevine. Starting off with one that hit my desk earlier today. Listen to me, hit my desk. Uh, Escape from New York might have a sequel coming from... Not John Carpenter, but uh, Radio Silence, the trio of filmmakers that are behind the Scream films and a bunch of other horror stuff. They, they did that Ready or Not film a handful of years ago. And uh, I, th- I believe they had a segment on VHS 2 as well. But um, yeah, this is coming from... Oh, never mind. There's, there's been an update on this. It is confirmed via Deadline... Radio Silence are indeed directing the new Escape from New York. Uh, John Carpenter is on board as an EP. And uh, it'll be released through 20th Century Fox. The idea is to get Kurt Russell to come back as Snake Plissken. But he has not been contacted yet. Wow. Okay, so this was a rumor. And now this is actually happening. So, uh... Yeah, Escape from New York. I'm sorry, did you say Kurt Russell is Snake Plissken? Call me Snake. Yeah. <laughs> and a remake? No, it's, 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 but you know how they call everything a remake and a reboot. It's going to be a sequel if he's back, obviously, but. Um, okay, that's fine. No, I did say sequel, because that's what the headline says. Yeah, sequel. It's, it's definitely, um. Oh, God. What? I'm, dude, I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for Snake Plissken. I'm like one of the few people, I'm like one of the two percenters that are like fans of Escape from L.A. Sorry. I'm, I was going to say, I like gu- Escape from New York, but It's a guilty pleasure. L.A. is a guilty pleasure of mine. I don't know. Maybe it has to, something to do with the fact that I saw that before in New York, but I don't know. Wasn't, I, wasn't L.A. the one that ended with him shutting all the electronics yes. in the world down? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh... Escape from New York, that was fun. Yeah, that, I have a blast watching it every time that that I had. Of course, I had that Scream Factory 4K edition of it. It looks great. I actually got Escape from LA in 4K also, so maybe I can add it to the collection as well. Maybe it can be Escape from DC or Escape from Baltimore. But, uh, yeah. Are you guys... Okay, where are you guys at on Escape from New York? Start, start with uh, Jocelyn. Where are you at on Escape from New York? Have you ever seen Escape from New York? No, unfortunately, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, real quick in a nutshell. It's a John Carpenter movie. You know John Carpenter. Halloween, yes. the thing. Okay. Lost so, Highways. Lost. Wait, what? Lost Highways? No. What no, am that, I that was da- that's uh, David Lynch. Or, yeah, John yeah. Carpenter vampire movie. Vampires. Vampires. Okay, there we yeah, go. With, Never uh, mind. With... with uh, James Woods. James Woods, thank you. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, and Daniel Baldwin, but um, 
no, he did that. He did Escape from New York about a year before the thing. And it's uh, Kurt Russell, Snake Plissken. He's a criminal. It takes place in the future. Pretty much New York, Manhattan has turned into like a separate prison that's like, you know, separate from the country. And the president of the United States gets kidnapped. It's funny because the United, the, the president in Escape from New York is played by Donald Pleasance, a British Donald actor. <laughs> a British actor. And he gets kidnapped. And it's basically they, Snake Plissken, for whatever reasons, the guy that they send in. They inject him with a virus and they're like, hey, or in, in New York, it's a bomb, but in, in uh, LA, it's a virus. And that's pretty much the motive. Like, you uh, you have 24 hours to go in there and, you know, uh, do your, your mission, complete your mission. Otherwise, we're going to detonate this bomb. Whereas LA, it was release this virus in your system that'll just kill you in an instant. Um, and yeah, I mean, LA pretty much is a carbon copy of New York, but it's still fun for its own reasons. Um, and terrible CGI. For, 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 that's just one of the many things I love about that movie. But, you know, I'm on board. Uh, for years, we've been hearing rumors about, you know, remakes and this, that, and the third. And hey, now we're getting news of a third film. If if Carpenter's on board, it's in, I, I just feel like every Carpenter movie is just bound to get remade. And he's just going to sit back as an EP, like on the Halloween films, collect that money. If we're lucky, yeah, he loves it. if we're lucky, he'll do the music. Because I'm a big fan of his music. I mean, he still has it, judging by all the Halloween films. He did the music for him and his son, Cody, and uh, Daniel Davies. I think they're... Those Lost Themes albums are good, too. It is. It is. Lost Themes 3 is what I was listening to just last week. And I listened to his fucking... Just his scores from all of his movies. I have a compilation of that. I have this anthology record. You know, his music is just great. And, uh, you know... Like I said, I've, I'm I'm on board for this. Uh, I trust Radio Silence. I'm a big fan of the Scream film, and um, looking forward to the next Scream film that comes out in March. And you know, this will be the next project, and it should be good. We'll see. Um, and on that note, we can move on to the next rumor that I was reading Ready. about. Were you going to ask me and Justin how we felt about it? I thought I did, <laughs> but you guys can go on. Please get the conversation going. I mean, I was kidding. I was kidding, but I mean, <laughs> I, I enjoy uh, Escape from New York, not L.A. I mean, I, I really like Snake Plissken. I, you know, I'm obviously a big fan of Metal Gear Solid, <laughs> who, you know, Solid Snake is an obvious carbon copy of Snake Plissken. Right, right. So, but, you know, I, I, I like New York a lot. I like Donald Pleasance's performance, or Donald Pleasance is the... Uh, President. President, even though he's not American, but still, fun times. John yeah. Carpenter's fantastic. Isaac Hayes is the villain. Right. There's not too many John Carpenter films that I just flat out don't like. But yeah, it's this hard is to not like a Carpenter film. Get. But this is one of the ones that I love. So, When's the last time you guys watched Escape from New York? Honestly, like seven years ago, because I'm Pretty sure That's I That's a really Kyle random number, Andrew. Seven. You couldn't <laughs> you couldn't round it up to five or ten. The dude, you I am four great score and seven years I, ago. I am great at nailing release dates and years. Ask anybody. I thought I was too. Jesus Christ, Andrew. You're just like seven. <laughs> seven years ago is when I saw it last. Wow. On an April morning. Uh Justin, how about you, man? When was the last time you watched Escape from New York? Was it eight years Escape for you? York? No, it's been a <laughs> it's been about eighteen months. 
Um, <laughs> I, no, it, it might be. It feels like it was within the past two years that I watched it. Escape from L.A., which I fucking hate, has been on cable a lot lately. So I've been trying to watch that, and I never catch it from the beginning. Trying to but catch a hate enough. watch of it. I've watched enough. Then I'm like, I'll give it another shot. But I've seen enough of it to reinforce the idea. I mean, it's all my voodoo. That. No, no, that's okay. Don't worry about it. That's you don't want to watch it that bad. <laughs> no, it's it's a bad movie. <laughs> Hard pass. All right, all right. So having said that, I'm not at all excited about it. Uh, I knew you would be. Kurt Russell in Escape from whatever <laughs> city they put it. It it just if anything, it 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 actually weakens the character in my opinion because if Snake, it's not like he's a 75 year old guy. Like Snake Plissken can't down. age. No, no, here's here's my point. If he like they're obviously going to be like elderly people in the escape from universe. Right. But like they're the people they're like Ernest Borgnine who was a cab driver. They're like a guy who keeps his head down and just goes about his business and doesn't <laughs> make any waves. Like Snake Plissken is constantly in a a life or death adventure. So like the fact that he could live to 75 just kind of goes it's like, well, maybe it isn't that rough after all if this fucking guy keeps surviving this shit. All right, so look, I just sent a picture to the group chat that proves just how much I'm good with dates. And I swear nice. to God, I didn't Google this, but, like, <laughs> I'm great with dates. I don't know what the fuck it is. So I'm going with seven years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> <laughs> a big stream, but whatever. I'll take it. Um. Anyway, so... This other article that I read is talking about Tarantino. I'm sure Justin read this. The news about his... Which one? I've been reading a lot about him lately. Okay, well, this came from today. Um, he's supposed to be doing, apparently, a eight-part miniseries or a limited TV event sometime next year. Rather oh, no, than, I didn't hear. Rather than jumping into his 10th film, he's going to be doing... He told a crowd... He was promoting his, uh, his book, Cinema Speculation. Right. And he had told a crowd that, uh, let me pull up the quote. He just said that he's looking to shoot an eight episode television series in 2023. He was very vague about what it was or anything else like that. I mean, TV and Tarantino is nothing new. He did ER, he did CSI. I feel like he did something else. Uh, Justified. Um, no, he's going to be doing an episode of Justified, the, uh, the, the revival series that's coming up. Um, so it's not like Tarantino has never done TV before, but to hear him do a, a miniseries as opposed to, you know, his five, I guess he's really going to be milking like the, the weight for this last film. If the next film is going to be his last film, you know, that's another conversation for another day. But, um, as far as this goes, yeah, that take it, you know, for as you will, it's, it's like I said, he just told a crowd this people say shit all the time. You know, I don't. It's, it's, I don't really believe anything until I see ink to paper. So, it's right now it's just hearsay, speculation, or a big, fat fucking rumor. Did he say that his last, his 10th film is going to be the last film? He, oh, yeah. He's, he's been, been saying, saying that. For that. A while. Yeah. Oh, he's okay. been saying that for his whole career. He's, you know, 10 and done. <laughs> so, speaking of Tarantino, I picked up the Reservoir Dogs 4K that came out yesterday. I picked it up today. Um, they have a big. Uh, Black Friday sale at Best Buy. It was like fifteen bucks. It looks great. He was on. <clears throat> he was on Stern on Tuesday. I just started the episode today, so I haven't gotten to the interview yet. But, oh, okay. Uh, 
and apparently I think it was on there he says that he confirms that in his opinion Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is his best movie which I don't agree with I don't what he- I mean he's entitled to his own opinion I'm sure right. he says that about all of his new films you know yeah, and I, I, I'm sure he like expounds on that and gives a reason why. But like I said, I haven't. I, I'm trying not to read all this stuff because I want to just hear it for myself. So right, right. Um, but no, it's funny. You but, listen to the, the video archives podcast? I do, I do. I mean, I'm not a fan it's, of some of the stuff they cover, but that's what I was gonna say. Like, and, and that it's not even the stuff they cover, but it's like for years I've been listening to him in interviews and like, yeah, I, I, love I really like, to him talk. Right, that's the thing. It's like, I love listening to this guy talk about movies, and I agree with what a lot of he has to say. And on this podcast, I agree with almost nothing that he says. I know. It's kind of I funny. Know. It's just, I, I do agree with, like, I did rewatch Star 80 because of them um, talking about it. They, and I did like that a lot. Yeah, I didn't listen to that episode. Again, I'm not a big fan of Star 80. Um, yeah. It's just too, it's, it, that's a dark fucking story. Um, it's a, it's fucking it, dark and it's just it a is. sleazy it's a sleazy ass movie which yeah. is part of the reason why I love it so that's my reason why for that one but yeah Tarantino I can listen to him talk about fucking anything for hours and I'll just just be in just entranced into every word that comes out of his mouth yeah even if I don't agree right 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 so uh, but yeah like I said um, I've you know, I, I it's a big joke now. It's, it's become one. I love it to death. The whole me in 4K. But I'm serious, guys. Reservoir Dogs has never fucking looked this beautiful before in my life. The movie's always had this weird, like, fuzz blur picture to it. Like, this like this cream look. That's all fucking gone. Like, it looked... You can see all the wrinkles in Kaitel's forehead and everything. It looks just... Mwah, chef's kiss. And I'm looking forward to the Pulp Fiction um, 4K that comes out in a few weeks from Paramount. So, because Tar- Tarantino, usually the filmmakers like to step in on the process and shit. Tarantino's not doing any of that because he's been vocal about not being a fan of 4K. So that's that. Um, we can move on to actual news. Following up on our Quiet Place article from last week. So the newest actor to join day one is Joseph Quinn from uh, Stranger Things. Eddie. I'm hearing crickets right now. Like no one gives a <laughs> flying fuck. No one gives a bullfrog's fat ass. And you know what? I kind of don't either. So, you know, we can skip on. Um, hey. Hey, Brendan Fraser is not going to be at the Golden Globes, even if he's nominated for The Whale. So we could talk about this. This is a good conversation. This is obviously based on his history with the Golden Globes and the reason why he was kind of blacklisted from Hollywood for the longest time because of the uh, his, you know, um, incident where he was inappropriately touched by someone higher up. Um, I don't have the story in front of me. I forgot who it was. But, you know, someone associated with the Golden Globes... Um, you know, touched him inappropriately. I think he was it 2012. I think is what it was. Justin, back me up here. Oh, I thought it was like the early 2000. I Maybe that's. I was gonna say 2003. That was that was my second guess. I had that yeah. year in my head for some reason too. So we talked about the whale here on on this show. And you know, if if you don't know what the whale is, come on out from that rock you've been under all this time because it's gonna be a fantastic film once it's released in a few weeks. And he's obviously like pretty much a 
front runner for all these nominations and I believe he'll get them personally so you know let's not make this into a huge ordeal but Brendan Fraser will not be at the Golden Globes even if he's nominated which is gonna be but you know um do you guys agree at least with that where you got do you guys have any opinion on the of the matter um you know chime in please talk yes I mean if I were him I wouldn't go back there for sure. He doesn't know anything. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree, you know. It's the Golden Globes, not Academy, you know what I mean? Like, well, wasn't the Golden Globes under turmoil an anyway recently about, like, they were, like, threatened to, like, not be broadcast or something? I don't think it was broadcast last year. I think something happened where, like, nobody would carry it because... Something happened. It was some, there some was political like, aspect. Yeah, I think like accusations of racism or they weren't yes. diverse enough, some, something yes. to that effect. And, and I think that, yeah, I don't think there was a Golden Globes last year as a result. Now, I could be misremembering that because I don't I don't give a shit about I don't even care about the Academy Awards anymore. Like I, I'm just so over award shows that the I, Academy I don't Awards are pretty much the only ones I pay attention to that pay attention to. I used to and I, I don't anymore. God, I can't even tell you. I, I could not even tell you off the top of my head what won Best Picture last year. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, I think it was Coda, right? But like, oh, it was. Yeah, that's. What I it could was. still pull pull them out occasionally, but not like the way I used to be able to. And I, right. I, I used to care about that stuff more when I was younger. The older I get, I realize it's it's all kind of nonsense. But um, it's I, I didn't realize before I read the story, or or I forgot that the guy that. Brendan Fraser had the problem with was associated with the Golden Globes. So He's when I president. first heard the story, yeah, when I first saw this the headline, I'm like, "What's his problem with the Golden Globes?" And I was like, "Oh, okay, it makes sense." Like, yeah, I I agree with him. I wouldn't go back there either. Yeah, I didn't know that till you just explained that to me either. So yeah, I I definitely feel him 100. percent I wouldn't go back and feel like I would owe anybody anything either. Like Andrew said. Yeah, fuck that noise. Um, okay. And other than that, oh, what else did I see? Uh, so you guys heard that there's an Alien series coming to Hulu next year or the year after, one or the other. Mm-hmm. There's be something about aliens on Earth. Um, from Fidi Alvarez, the guy who did Don't Don't Pant, No, Don't Breathe, and uh, the Evil Dead remake from ten years ago. So. I've never even heard this actress before, but apparently this person, I'm pretty sure this is the plot line where it's Ripley's daughter, I think they're going with. I could be misinformed or or my memory, because there's been so many planned variations of these goddamn movies and shows that like, it just, I can't wrap my head around it anymore. I kind of gave up. Um, But Kaylee Spaney? Sp- S-P-A-E-N-Y Spaney Kaylee Spaney is supposed to be uh, the lead I'm assuming if this is Ripley's daughter uh, pulling her up she looks kind of like she could play you know Weaver's daughter in, a, in another uh, another timeline but yeah more aliens are coming and judging by the stunned silence from everybody else, no one gives a flying fuck. And guess what? So do they pretend like three and four didn't happen? Like how did Ripley have a daughter? I don't I don't know. And again, I could be just misremembering, because like I said, there's been so much like 
change in in this franchise there's been so many different like plans for movies and and i think this is like the third or fourth alien tv series i've been hearing about over the last decade i'm actually excited about this i love alien movies i'm gonna actually pull the article up maybe it'll tell me there who she's gonna be um i mean when it comes to alien films i think universally everyone loves the first two and then three is where it just gets heated with some folk. Um, you know, depending on what version of the film we're watching, I like three. Um, it's when we get the resurrection. And goddamn, I defended resurrection for the longest time. Saw it in the theater, theater with Corey. Defended that movie. Had many, many endless arguments with Sean over this movie. And then I finally sat down and watched it for myself about five, six years ago. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a terrible movie. <laughs> it's all fucking god awful. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing appealing about it. So, yeah. Um, I went with some friends of mine to see it because we were all fans of uh, Delicatessen and City of Lost Children. So the guy, one, it was two guys, two French guys who made those movies. And they, they sort of split. And one of the two made Alien Resurrection. So we were all fucking psyched. We're like, oh my God, we're going opening night. And I hate, my friends all loved it. And I fucking hated it. I'm like, did we just sit down and watch the same fucking movie? <laughs> yeah, it, it. But that movie has its defenders. Like, I know that there are people who to this day still like it. So. I mean, yeah, where it falls are- apart with me personally <laughs> is when you introduce the male hybrid. That's where the film just loses me. I'm I'm a fan of it. I can still see myself defending it and liking it. I was having fun with it up until that shit. And then I'm like, what are we doing? What are we actually fucking doing with this nonsense? You know, like the scene with them is swimming and shit. I think that's like one of the best sequences in the whole film. I think that's yeah, a badass like that scene. Um, even what happens afterwards on that big ass ladder. Um, yeah. that's also the same scene where there's the whole reveal that Winona Ryder's an android. It's like, whatever. I, even that, <laughs> I can forgive. Whatever. But, you know, it's even got that badass death scene where the guy fucking has, uh, the alien come out of his chest and he just pushes the guy's head up against it and it comes out of his fucking head. It's a gnarly fucking kill. But other than that, you can be this fucking white male hybrid xenomorph, whatever the fuck, and I'm like... Fuck you. I'm just giving you the finger right now, you know? Um and, wow, and all I've been talking about this article. It's not even a TV series. This is a fucking movie apparently from Fetty Alvarez. See, I thought he was doing a, a, te- a television series for Hulu. Now, nah, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm not, but you know, I am. No, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> this, this is a movie. So. I I'm, I'm not a big fan of sequel after sequel. So, TV Did- show yeah. Details but. of Alvarez's new alien movie remain a mystery. Still, we've heard the project will place the xenomorphs front and center as they terrorize the human race. That sounds so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, fuck this. Let's move on. Let's go to coming attractions. We're moving on. Coming soon to theaters. All right. We just have one this week. Brand new trailer. Hot off the presses, just dropped this afternoon. New Willem Dafoe movie coming out in March called Inside. Final approach to target. Number one, go, go. Okay, you got seven minutes. 
stay focused. The art in here is worth millions. Proceed to step two. So I told you guys after I saw this, because the way this broke down with me is this morning, just this morning, as we're recording this, it's Wednesday, by the way. No, it's Thursday. My day's all fucked up. Um, I heard that there's a Willem Dafoe movie coming out called Inside from Focus, and there was these three vague posters that dropped. Saw them on Facebook, and I'm like, okay. Usually what happens after a poster drops, uh, within a few hours, we get a trailer. And that's what happened. After I came home from picking up my workload for tomorrow, I saw a notification that the trailer dropped. So I watched it. And I was... It grabbed my attention. So I told you guys to watch it. So let's talk about it. So, uh, starting with Jocelyn. I love starting with Jocelyn. It's my favorite thing to do in the whole wide world. What did you think of this trailer? That's my favorite actor. I mean, I know it's Willem Dafoe. I mean, you can't go wrong with some Dafoe. I mean, I have to say, I mean, it does look interesting. Um, you guys would be really proud of me too. I just, um, I watched the, uh, oh god, what's what's the John the John series? John Wick. John Wick. There we go. Sorry. So you watched the um, first one? Yeah, I watched it. Dafoe's and- the first one. Yeah, and honestly, I have to say that it's it's probably like the best Willem Dafoe movie I've ever seen. I loved him Whoa. in that movie. Damn. Like I'm not Holy a big Willem shit. Dafoe fan. I'm really not. And it was the first time that I actually like sat down and I was like, I really liked him in that movie. Like and yeah. Greg thought I had like, you know, like two heads or something. Was like, it Greg's first time too? Uh, no, he had seen it, and I found I out that say. it came out in 2016, and I 14. was like, was it 14? Yeah, it came out in 2014, yeah. 
Oh, I thought it said 16. Honestly. Maybe the second well, one was, was 16. I can't remember. I know the first oh, one was 14. but still, I was like, wow, did I really sleep on this that long? Because it was a really good fucking movie. It's awesome. But anyway. So awesome. So back to the trailer. Yes. Um, okay. I mean, it looks interesting. It kind of gave me like, um, like Lighthouse vibes. Like a thriller yeah. kind of. There's some parts of it where I got... I was getting like, you know, I've seen this before. Kind of cliche, you know. Yeah. And then I just kept coming back to Lighthouse like over and over again. So, um, because it just seems like he's like, you know, maybe like a more modern day, like whacked out character, you know, like he was in, in Lighthouse and stuff. Right. But, now, I watched, but, um, it, I watched the trailer real quick. Not to cut you off real quick. I just wanted to say. No, you're fine. I watched it on Facebook and I don't know. I sent you guys the YouTube link. So. You guys tell me, I don't know if it was just cropped because of Facebook or if the trailer was actually in 4-3 ratio. Was it in widescreen or was, was it in that 4-3 pan and scan? Justin and Andrew, you probably can have that answer for me. I think it was I watched screen. it on my phone, so it, it, so seemed, like, it seemed like it was widescreen to me. I, it didn't seem cropped. Okay. Yeah, I think it was widescreen. So it wasn't like in a box, Gosh. like square? Gosh. Uh-uh. No. Yeah. No, the, okay. the whole thing is widescreen, yes. Then then Facebook cropped it out, that's all. Okay. I didn't know, because some trailer, like, like, the lighthouse was in 4.3. Right. Typically, it's 16.9. Well, if, if that's the case, I would go back and rewatch this trailer, then. Well, no, it still got caught my attention. Jocelyn, finish up what you were going to say. No, I just I think it looks interesting. I, I would probably give it a try, so. Oh, I'm definitely going to be there. I'm looking forward to this. Um... You know, it's Willem Dafoe losing his mind for like two hours, and and it's also kind of a different concept. You don't really see all too often. You know, he's just this fucking thief, and he gets locked in. And I guess it's like this alarm mechanism or self defense. I don't know what it is, but like the temperature keeps rising, and he's losing his mind more and more. It's like okay, I can see where Jocelyn gets the lighthouse vibes from because he's definitely starting to lose his mind. And the trailer clearly shows that. Um. You know, things aren't what they seem, and, you know, he starts, things will get delusional. I think I saw a quick shot of him actually fighting the homeowner, or someone who I assumed was the homeowner, so. I saw, I noticed that too. Yeah, so, who knows? Um, I know I'm going to be there for it, it's Willem Dafoe, and uh, it's it's one of those movies where it could go a lot of ways. Not going to find out for another three or four months, though, but, yeah, I'll be there. Uh... Andrew, what'd you think? This fucking thing was crazy. I had no idea what it the was. It was crazy, going on. wasn't it? You you told me to watch it and I sat there and I watched it twice, literally twice. I was <laughs> like, did I miss something in this? What the fuck is going on? So this is literally like an hour and a half to two hour long film of William Defoe just being locked inside of a room. How did it why did he even get locked inside of the room? I was so confused. But I'll watch it. Yeah, sure. I like the bit where he was trying to eat the poisoned fish and he started he like goes, Yeah, like gags and shit. And he's talking to pigeons and whatnot. Like, how is he talking to pigeons? If you're he's talking to his a mind. pigeon, he's losing his mind. Justin, what do you think? I thought it looked decent. Like at first, I'm not a big fan of like heist movies or like cat burglars. So at first, I was <laughs> like, uh, I'm not feeling this already. And then like you kind of realize quickly that that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I'm not going to rush out to the theaters to see it, but I'll, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll check it out on cable at some point, I'm sure. Tubi. Yes, you will definitely check that out on Tubi. <laughs> that's, that's a premium Tubi selection for you, my friend. Uh, like I said, that was the only uh, 
preview that I had for us this week. So uh, let's move on to weekly recommends. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? Jocelyn, you and I had the same recommend this week, so we're going to kick things off with Barbarian. Spoilers! I need to talk about this movie. Um, Andrew... Justin, hope you guys watched it. Otherwise, oh no, I know Justin watched it. Andrew, hope you watched Barbarian because you're about to get fucking spoiled, my friend. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. All right, well then, cool. <laughs> Proceed. Uh, so, Justin, you did not like this. I didn't. I didn't hate it. Let me start off oh, by God. saying that. I just. I you got to answer it like that. It's like, oh Christ. <laughs> I just don't see what the big deal is. I kept reading about how fucking mind-blowing it is and how wild it is, and I kept waiting for that to happen. I'm like... Yeah, it didn't blow my mind. I will say that. I will say that much. It did not blow my mind, like people were saying. And, like, I'm I'm just... I'm already over the whole, uh, like, social commentary horror movie. Like, uh, all right, I'm enough of those already. Like, it, it... it wanted to make these big See, points. I though. thought about that. Like, I thought about that too. But then I was trying to also think like, what message was it trying to deliver? Like, was it a horror movie it was, about gentrification? It was, it was definitely it was about, like, five different things, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I point, think it was more. If you more... want to put your finger on one, you know, to, specific. To... What? If you had to describe this film in 15 seconds to me, what would it be? Uh, got a feminist a horror movie. Woman <laughs> and guy uh, accidentally get booked the same night at an Airbnb in Detroit. Uh, shit goes haywire from there. <laughs> it's a very uh, vague right. film. It, I went into it hundred percent blind. I I gave yeah, it, I, did I, I gave it the old parasite treatment. Didn't watch a trailer. Didn't watch a scene. I saw See, a poster I'm- for it, and that was it. I've been hardcore listening to Justin Long's podcast lately, so I've heard him talk about it. I fucking forgot he was even in it until he pops up halfway through. And even when that happens, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I completely, (laughs) like, the movie just does a complete 180. Like, Like, okay, I'll give the film so much credit for the first 20 minutes. I was, like, tension, like, what the fuck? Like, I was, like, kind of, like, I don't know. It was unnerving watching the movie. Dude, that was like the first know. like 45 I minutes to know. an hour, I feel like. <laughs> well, hang on. Let me get... I, I said 20 minutes because like what I was getting is like saying is um, it 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 definitely kept me on edge. Like I didn't know. I assumed Skarsgård was going to be like a creep and something... He was going to, you know, do something to her or whatever. And then 20 minutes later, she wakes up and it's morning. Daytime, daylight outside. I'm like, oh, so none of that happened. Not, none of that at all. So what the fuck's this movie about then? Something happened in the night, though. Well, yeah. Well, you know, we can creepy get back ass to that. voice. Jesus. Okay. So, what was that sound? I couldn't put my finger on the sound, and then all of a sudden, it was saying her name. I think it said like Nessa or something like that. Was I that her name? It, I thought it was Nessa. Like, Tessa. Tessa. I, yeah, it was. It said Tessa. It I, was like I thought there was like it, a, like a slurping voice. sound. No, it definitely said Tessa because I was like, "What the fuck?" Like it actually, I I don't know. I just I love this movie. It, it's just it's so great. Yeah, I didn't I, love I mean, it, but I took away from it was just like a very feminist driven movie because it showed men in different 
uh, I guess, I don't like styles, I guess. Because it showed, you know, the guy that she spent the night with. It's kind of like that, you know, that that good guy. Like, let me win her over with my sweetness. Let me pour you some wine and push it on you and that type of thing. And then, obviously, you got Justin Long's story. Is she just trying to sleep with people? No. No, no Andrew. She, was, she thought she was going to... She was running out an Airbnb to be by herself. She was in but they double for booked an interview, it. and it got yeah, double, double booked. booked. And Bill Skarsgård, who's who's the guy who he's also trying to be a it, nice guy, he was already yeah, there like, inside, and it was like the middle of the night because she got in late and she like woke him up, and it starts off awkward as shit, and then like all of a sudden they share a common interest in like the reason she's there and all, and the movie does a lot of clever things. Like I love the first shot; it's like the camera pans in. It's all rainy and noisy and shit, and then it like goes through the window of her car, and all of a sudden it gets silent. So the sound design was aces, and I appreciated some shots like that. Like that was cool. And then it it's very you you can't see nothing but this house. It's a very nice house in a like Detroit, you know, like a West Side neighborhood, and um. Next day, she wakes up and goes to her job interview, and you see what she did not see the night before. Like it's like if I would have seen that, knowing that in the, what was actually in the darkness when I got there, I would have kept fucking driving. Let me tell you, yeah, because it's it's literally like a rundown neighborhood. All the houses are like busted and shit, and this this house is like perfectly remodeled and everything. And it's the only fucking. It's like. A needle in a haystack. It's like everything else is. Was it like regentrification or something? They were trying to like. That's the sign I was getting watching the movie. The yeah, film. it was like, yeah, my like if they were on... trying to make it like an up and coming yes. neighborhood to try to yeah, like make the value of it, the neighborhood and everything like that better. But see that that's like that in a nutshell is not that in a nutshell, but like in a nutshell, my problem with the movie is that it threw out all these different like like signifiers it, it was like virtue signaling left and right which is fine if there's a larger point but i don't like okay so like jocelyn like you said it's like a feminine it's like a me too sort of movie mm-hmm. it's it's a white flight movie because that neighborhood got that way because all the white people moved out once the black people started right. moving in it's a gentrification movie because that's what's going to happen to the neighborhood so it's about conservatism because when that 80s flashback happens the, the radio talks about reagan like inheriting a bad economy so it's like it's a very like liberal point of view which is fine and it like points a lot of fingers but i don't feel like it has any explanation for anything it just throws these things out there to virtue signal and it doesn't like really add up to anything in the end like in my opinion that, honestly that just, right. I, my, so my thing with it, and I understand what you're saying, Justin, my thing with it, though, is that, like, they threw out all of this information, all of this stuff in the beginning, just with the two of them having that conversation at the table. But my thing is, obviously, it's called Barbarian. I was joking with my cousin afterwards. She's like, did you expect that? And I was like, um, well, it's called Barbarian. So I was expecting something Barbarian. But like, not that though. Jesus I wasn't Christ. expecting that. Yeah, right. I mean, and, that... and that's what I think. I feel like it, all of that information, like Justin was saying, was kind of thrown out at you. 
And then when you hear her say Tessa, and then see like the door shut and shit, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's the first horror movie that I've seen in a long time that like I had the blanket up close to my face because it literally was like creeping me the fuck out. What so, is the horror behind it though? Oh, see, that's what happens then. Like this big twist occurs because like it's kind of you get creepy vibes throughout, and then all of a sudden halfway through boom she finds this hidden doorway in the basement that goes down to this tunnel that leads to this room with a bucket and a bed and a camcorder and a bloody handprint and then she all of a sudden finds another hidden door that goes down this endless flight of steps to like these more deep dark you know crypt tunnels and shit and then she suddenly tries to she gets spooked and tries to go out and she runs into Bill Skarsgård's character who's coming back in and she tells him about what she saw and he just basically like wants to see it for himself he's kind of like downplaying you know what she's saying and not believing her and he's basically you know he he kind of like wants to be he wants to you know put himself in her position but he can't based off of what she's telling him he, he needs to see it for himself and he goes down there and then all of a sudden he's gone for a while and then you hear him yelling through down in the darkness for help and then he appears and he's like we gotta go we gotta go and she's like come on come back this way and he's like we can't go that way thinking that whatever it is again it's vague is that way and then like it's them fighting all of a sudden and then boom the twist happens and there's this like fucking tall lanky skinny (laughs) creepy naked woman with like long sagging breasts that like just grabs him and fucking manhandles his head against the wall and all of a sudden it's like holy shit those Gosgar just got destroyed within like 40 minutes of this movie I thought he was like one of the stars or the villain himself but no they take him out like fucking Drew Barrymore and scream and shit and uh and then all of a sudden boom hard cut to a fucking California beach in the sunshine and Justin Long's in a convertible and by the point of view they were going with that I thought they were going to pull a true romance and a head was going to pop up from like his lap area. Like a chick was blowing him while he was getting news that he was being accused of rape. I literally thought the film was going in that direction, but it didn't. Based on that shot, I was like, I, I was looking for a fucking head to pop up from his crotch just because of the kind of character he was. You know, the womanizing, big wig Hollywood type. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> Justin Long really just appears all of a sudden, and the film kind of turns I mean, into a comedy. Forty minutes is definitely not Drew Barrymore screen material. <laughs> okay, well he's, and when that came out of my mouth, I was thinking, but not to that extreme. Like I'm not Janet Lee Psycho. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. That is perfect yeah, one. Yeah, that is perfect. Right, Janet Lee Psycho. Perfect, Justin. <laughs> thank you. It's funny because I was even thinking that myself, but. I haven't seen the film, so I can't make that assessment. So anyway, you know, then the film suddenly, like I said, cuts to Justin Long and his fucking story. And I, and at that point, I'm thinking, is this fucking movie an anthology? Like, I, I literally had no idea it was going to, you know, all the stories. Because then the film does it again later on uh, with, like, the Richard Drake character. And I'm like, God damn it. Now we're doing this, you know. But no, all in all, you know, I it, it kept me entertained. 
it kept me intrigued like I, I literally sat here for the whole hour and 45 minute duration and just like was enthralled with what I was watching because I didn't know what to expect next um in the end I liked it I was satisfied I did not love it um it kept me it. it kept me thinking <laughs> and that's how I know I liked the film because it, it kept you know throughout today I've been thinking about the movie like I said I'm looking forward to talking about it with somebody finally and um yeah, it's just a different movie. It's it, and I think I'm gonna take this approach more of just going in the films blind because I'm definitely digging that experience of not knowing what the fuck's gonna happen. Because, like I said, I didn't watch anything going into this movie. I just heard about it through word of mouth. So in the end, you know, I'm sure down the road, me and Coy will talk about it on an episode, probably give it a deep dive at some point. But you know, in the meantime, I, I'm happy giving it a three out of five. Closer to a three and a half, maybe, maybe 3.25. But, uh, you know, that's where I'm at. You know, probably three and a half. The more I think about it, three and a half is where I'm at. I'm good with that. Final answer. So, Andrew, you should check it out, though. It's good. It is. I, I really loved it. It's on HBO Max, though. So. All right. How many stars does Jocelyn give it? You up to four? I'd give it like a four and a half out of five. I, I knew she was going to say I knew it. enjoyed it. And you know me. I'm not like, you know, gung-ho about horror. like horror movies and stuff. Yeah. And I I love this movie. I love Justin Long. I'm a sucker for anything that he's into. So oh, besides real- Tusk. Yeah. Before. <laughs> but- <laughs> uh, also real quick. But I, dude, dude, Justin Long, man. The shit he did at the end of that fucking woman. The fucking oh, God. The, the water tower and yeah. shit. I mean, number one, how the fuck I mean, did she survive she that? Him, how the fuck did she survive that? No well, she way. Landed on the, she landed on the thing. How did that that's, happen? Yeah. Did we defy see, physics? Are we going to defy physics like, with that shit? Gravity and all? also my thing about, like, it's showing, like, different points of view of, like, how men are, though. Because, you know, you, you see how defensive Justin Long got. And you're like, part there's of no, you is like trying to, thing. like, give him the... The benefit of the doubt, and there's then when no he does that at the end, you're like, "You piece of shit!" <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, "There's only one way out," and he just fucking throws her, and then all of a sudden he goes down, and she's she's alive, and he's like, "Oh my god, you slipped! I tried to help you, but yep. you, you 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 let go." And it's like, "You fucking scumbag!" And then like, his death scene was great. Spoiler alert: <laughs> that was that that fucking that shit was gnarly. But uh, yeah, that 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 the movie um I'm three and a half for me, so. Um, I'm assuming Justin. I didn't like, like it, but let me just. I I did like all the performances. I thought everybody was good at it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you guys know who uh, who did it? Where who directed it? You know where it came from? I know now. I, I've never watched that show, but I, I, you know, I know he's from that white the whitest kids you know whitest, show. Yeah, it's a, yeah the Zach, oh yeah Zach no Zach Krager. Yeah, he wrote directed this. Oh my god! He was also in that fucking horrible movie Miss March. But, oh, dude, uh, that's awesome! I, I love the ways yes. kids. You know that's oh, I, yeah, I love it. He's like my favorite one too. Yeah, he he wrote and directed yeah. this. Oh, that's awesome! I had no idea. Well, he was also in no this idea. movie too. Yeah, he's the guy Justin Long's talking to. Yeah, he's also. The, oh, okay, gotcha. He's also one of the voices of uh the the, the there's like four way phone call when he gets let go from his job and when Justin Long's first introduced. Oh, he's one of those. Guys. He's one of the guys. Yeah. Because yeah. also because the female uh, that that he talks to is uh his wife Sarah Paxton, 
Okay, well, Ed, since you talked so much about Barbarian, and I do recommend it, I also want to recommend one that I feel like I can't get off of this episode until I say it. Um, don't worry, darling. Have you guys seen it yet? Not yet. I haven't seen it. Please don't spoil it's, it because I really want to see it. I'm not. I'm just going to say that's an honorable mention. I enjoyed that. It's definitely a five out of five. It's Holy fucking shit. phenomenal. Like, watch it. It's so great. I'm going to check it out this weekend then. It's yeah. on HBO Max now, right? Is it? Yeah. Is so, it? like, we went, we went no crazy way. this week Is it? with, like, all these movies we've been wanting to watch because they were free. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, god, it I mean, is. Like, Olivia Wilde is trash in real life, but she's a damn good fucking like director, I'm watching it tomorrow. Writer. Holy shit. Yeah. I had no idea it was on HBO Max. I'm watching that shit tomorrow yeah, night. It's been on there for like I feel like it's been really? like a week, week now. Had I known yeah. that, I would have watched it. It came out yesterday. like last Friday. Cause that's how I watched yeah, Barbarian. So we'll watch it and then maybe we can talk about it next oh, week. Oh absolutely. <laughs> next week. Next week, or if if we don't if we don't get to it because of Thanksgiving, then uh, we'll talk about it in the following episode. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's um, it's incredible. For better or worse, we'll talk about it. Loved it, really good. Okay, movie. cool. I'm gonna watch it tomorrow night after work. Um, uh, Andrew, Justin, you guys are up with your recommendations. Whoever wants to go first, knock them off. I'll you want to go first? Sure. Death collector. <laughs> 1976 All right. drama crime it's an hour and 25 minutes a young hoodlum raises through the ranks of organized crime by collecting money and favors for a New Jersey mobster Ooh. it's directed by Ralph DeVito you know who that is Dan DeVito's father I have no fucking idea because <laughs> he doesn't have a Wikipedia page huh. uh, but it stars Joe Pesci nice yeah <laughs> Joe Pesci that's it literally literally all i got oh there's one other thing apparently it is called the family enforcer in america oh it's one of them films that get multiple titles okay cool it's, <laughs> it's got numerous akas love it i just can't i just can't imagine what this was initially released where it wasn't called the family enforcer <laughs> if the family enforcer is america's title uh that's funny all right shit what are you actually Justin, it's on to be for free oh all right Sold. Check it out then. Sold. Yeah, I was sold on that description. So I there you go. You threw yeah. in Joe Pesci and sweeten the pot. So now I might have to actually watch. <laughs> Just fucking let me know how it is, because I don't. <laughs> All right. What are you going to actually recommend on us then? Mean Streets. Nice. Because Mean Streets is fucking magnificent. I that's that honestly is probably up there as my favorite film. That is definitely direct or. One of my favorite films is directed by Martin Scorsese. I know it's an early film of his, but fuck, man, I love that film so much. And it's a fantastic performance by Robert De Niro as well. So, All right, Justin, you're up. I just rewatched Mean Streets last week, and it's one of those movies where it's like, yeah, I like Mean Streets, and then I don't watch it for like 10 or 15 years, and then I watch it, and I'm like, why the fuck don't I watch this movie at least once or twice a year? <laughs> like, I, I get how fucking great it is. Yeah, I've always given that film high praise. Yeah, it, it, it like went up a notch after my last rewatch, so I'm definitely going to get it in the rotation more often. Um, my recommendation is uh, a Sean Connery movie. I believe it came out in 81. It's called Outland, uh, directed by Peter Hines. Yeah, I know what it is. You ever seen it? It's the sci-fi film, the, uh, him, yeah, him and the alien. 
or something like that. No, there's no alien. I thought it was an alien. In it. Okay, I'm thinking of something else. No. Then. I've never seen it. No, I was I was basing my opinion. I was basing that off of uh, the cover box for working at Blockbuster. Okay, yeah, and it, it it's kind of like marketed to look like Alien, and um, the set design is definitely indebted to Alien and 2001, but the, a lot of it, like beyond being influenced by those two, it kind of takes the, the look of those two movies a step forward. Like Total Recall, to me, had to like be influenced by this movie. Like the, the Mars Colony looks a lot like some of the sets in this movie. And it's basically uh, like a sci-fi detective Western movie. Like it kind of mixes those three genres. And it's just, it's fucking really like the, the fact that it's not more in the conversation of um, like classic sci-fi movies just kind of blows my mind. It's it's, it's a great movie. It, it The third act isn't great. It's not terrible, the third act, but it loses steam a little bit towards the end. But up until that, it's really, really well made. Um, so if you haven't seen it, I, I highly recommend checking it out. And uh, I don't, if, you've, if you're familiar with the story of the old Western, the, the Gary Cooper movie, High Noon, it's it's basically High Noon in outer space. Um, so, yeah, check it out. I have no idea how I did not know this, but Sean Connery passed away? Yeah. How did I not know that? A few years ago. It was October 31st, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. He was huh. old. He passed away. That's what happened. <laughs> Must have missed that one, I guess. Guess you missed that. And death. he's really, he's Rest really in good. Peace, to... Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Watch, watch Outland as uh, a tribute to Sean Connery passing away two years ago. <laughs> yeah, make up for the fact <laughs> That's that you an fucking apology forgot. for not knowing about yeah. this tragedy. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we're gonna move on into our pickums. Week eleven now. And as of this recording, you all picked the Packers. The Titans are up by 10. Just wanted to throw that out there. I picked the Titans. Oh, you did? I thought you all picked the Packers. I know I picked the Titans. I, I did. The Titans. So. Yeah, you two did. Then the rest of us picked the uh, the Packers. But I just picked up um, Christian Watson for my fantasy team. He's having a good game. So I don't yeah, I know he is. Happened. The guy I'm playing in fantasy has him. And I'm looking at his fucking score right now. So eat a dick. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun, man. It's not fun at all. Who knows? I might come back and win like I did last week. I was scheduled to lose like all my games last week, and I ended up winning. I woke up Tuesday morning like, holy shit, I won! <laughs> oh, man. Actually, Ed, you picked the tits. I don't know who the hell that is, but... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I put the tits. Yeah, the tits. The Titans. The Titans, man. The tits. So, yeah. Uh, that being said, we can get that game out of the way. We just... Me and Andrew picked the Titans. Everyone else picks the Packers. Next up, we got the Bears um, at the Falcons. Um, I'm rolling with the Falcons on this one. Uh, I, I think they'll long overdue for a good victory because they've been like wish-washed this whole season. Started off good, then they went into a slump, and now it's kind of like they got to bounce back. I know the Bears are trying to make a name for Justin Fields and all that, but I don't know. Just I, This was kind of a hunch pick. And my hunch said Falcons. So, I got Atlanta this week. And I am going Bears. Alright. Yeah, I'm going to go Bears. 
Justin? Mm, this is a coin, coin toss. So I'm going to go Falcons. All right, Falcons. All right, next up, we got Eagles taking a trip to the Indianapolis take on the Colts. Um, yeah, I don't see Eagles losing two in a row. And I don't see the Colts beating them. That's for damn sure. Sorry, Jeff. But uh, I'm going with the Eagles on this one. Looks like Jeff Saturday's about to become a one-on-one manager under the NFL <laughs> regime. So, uh, yeah, Eagles. That's my pick. Yeah, I'm going to the Eagles, too. Man, I ain't got nothing else to lose. I'm going with the Colts. <laughs> I'm going to go with whoever the fuck that coach is <laughs> and that bum-ass team he's got. All right. Fuck Eagles. Rally behind the Colts, Andrew. You can be alone on that island. You can be the lone I ain't wolf. rallying. I'm betting. All right. Uh, then we got the Jets, who are taking a trip to uh, New England to take one of the rivals, the Patriots. Uh, you know what? Something about that Jets team this season, and it's not even their quarterbacks. It's just the fact that they're playing just so good collectively, and I never, I, I didn't think they'd be looking as good as they do at this point of the season. I thought it was a fluke after like five or six games, but now. They're for real. They're, they're, I'm going with the Jets. That's that's what I'm getting at. Um, and I'm going Jets too. Nice. I'm gonna go Patriots. All right. Mm, Jets have been up and down. It's kind of hard to rely more, on them to win. More ups than downs, though. Keep that in mind. I was about to say they're yeah. six and three. I mean, it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I'll go Jets. All right. I feel like I, I thought they fell off a little harder than that. If because it, it's the Jets, you know, it's it's the name, so I right. get it. Uh, next one's kind of a tough one for me because they're both just so bad. We got the Commanders taking on the Texans. Um, <sighs> you know, I, I, I'm going with the Commanders. The command, I, I, it's not that the Commanders are like that bad. They're like a what a 500 team since they beat the Eagles, but uh, you know, the Texans are just so bad this season. Sorry, no. They're just so bad that their key wide receiver just wants out. I can't. I still can't believe they never traded Brandon Cooks. Like that guy, they could have got a bunch of picks out of that guy, but nope. And there he is, just sitting there, pissed off as always. So yeah, Commanders. That's what I'm going with. And I'm going Commanders too. The fucking Texans have only won one game. That's right. <laughs> That's also why I'm going Commanders. <laughs> and, and even worse than that, they have a tie. They do. I'm going with the Commanders. <laughs> you said you're going with the Commanders? Yeah. All right. Rally behind that shitty team. You do that. What the fuck? I'm not going to pick the Texans, who are 1-7-1. and seven and one. Oh, I was, You picked no, Commanders, Ed. I was thinking Tucker. Dude, no. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen he said, to me. why would you pick the I was having team? a brain fart. I thought the Texans were the good I was like, wait team. a minute, you picked them. I was having a brain fart. Shut up. I'm 38. I wasn't happens. hyping them up. I was shitting on them. <laughs> Justin, who are you picking? Shut up, everybody. Commanders. All right. Good pick. All right. Now, got the Rams up next. Taking a trip over to New Orleans to take on the Saints. I'm going with the Saints because I do not trust the Rams with Mike St- Mike Mike Matt Stanford coming or playing after he should be in concussion protocol. Not sure what's going on with that, but uh, yeah, I'm not trusting them this week. I'm going with the Saints. Andy Dalton, rally, rally. And I am going Saints too. 
I'm going with the Saints because they're the best three and seven team in the entire NFL. <laughs> Bet that. <laughs> Love it. I'm going Rams. You would. Uh, no. Uh, Saints. Yeah. Dude, the Rams are not. I don't know. The Rams are a fucking weird. The Rams team. aren't great, but they're better than the Saints. Uh, the Rams don't have a quarterback or a wide receiver. They'll be fine. I don't know, shit. I'm about to pick we'll everything see. Justin picks because he did better than me last week. So. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Browns at the Bills. Now, this game has been moved to Detroit. It's no longer going to be in Buffalo because they are getting like six feet of snow. Uh, and uh, a few hours ago, it was announced that they're moving the game to Detroit at Ford Field. In fact, there was supposed to be a carnival happening this weekend inside of Ford Field, and they're in the process of taking that carnival down I guess putting it somewhere else because they got a football game to play on Sunday. They said, get this fucking carnival out of here. We got a football <laughs> game did. to play. I saw a picture. They got like a Ferris wheel, a Gravitron and shit in the middle of the field. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> They're like, fuck them kids. Get this shit out of here. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, the, um, so that's going to be indoors in Detroit based on that. I mean, it's not like I was going to pick the Browns anyway. The Bills. Yeah, I'm picking Bills, too. Neither snow, nor rain, nor sleet, nor shine. The Bills are going to win. <laughs> Bills. Yeah, even though I'm just, I'm, I don't know, the verdict's still out on Josh Allen now after he's just been just kind of weird the last few weeks. I'm sorry. Not quite sure how he's going to play this week. Maybe this will be the week he bounces back and starts putting up a fight with Mahomes for MVP. Because right now... I'm not trying to sound like a homer, guys, but Mahomes is the MVP candidate. Just to clear number Mahomes one. Mahomes is my MVP. I'll tell you that. He's been carrying. Not, not carrying. A. He's been great fantasy I got him in two so. of mine. I know. So. Uh, all right. What's up next? What's up next? Ah, speaking of homers, Ravens and the Panthers. This one's in Baltimore. Um, little reunion with uh, Baker. Baker's coming back to play. Fellas and gal. Uh, yeah, all jokes aside, I got the Ravens on this one. I'm sorry, the Panthers are a sorry-ass fucking team. And if you guys lose to Baker Mayfield, that's going to be funny. That'd be some funny shit. Well, that's all I'm going to say. I hope the Ravens win because it's going to be Gunner's first football game, and I feel really bad for the dude ah, because it's going to be like 37 degrees. Oh, yeah. Well, I was supposed to go, but I'm still getting over my... Uh, upper respiratory infection and I'm like yeah I don't really think that's going to go over well sitting four hours in 30 degree weather so um, Greg's going to take Gunner so I'm going Ravens I hope they win alright go Ravens that's it I'm going to go with the Ravens because I don't know what betting is but it says Baltimore negative 13.0 yeah, that's a much greater number than the, any they're the, they're on thir- this list here that means they're 13 point favorites I know I'm kidding Okay, but I thought you were being serious fucking <laughs> alright Justin Ravens alright cool alright next up Lions at Giants um, I mean Giants are on a roll Lions are one of the sorriest teams in the NFL so Giants all the way for me. Yeah, I'm going Giants too. Yeah, I'm going to go Giants. Giants. All right. Raiders at Broncos. 
a divisional game. Uh, these two, sorry ass teams, part of my French. Uh, yeah, Raiders fresh off their loss to the fucking Colts and the Broncos, who just, I, dude, Russell Wilson's so bad. Apparently, he's calling audibles for fucking Seattle. He's he's calling Seattle plays for audibles. Uh, I, I heard that on uh, one of the Ringer NFL shows I was l- listening to earlier today. They were talking about how like he's been signaling fucking basically Seahawks plays, like thinking. I don't know. Nobody knows what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's like, what the <laughs> fuck is Wilson doing over here? What the hell is he calling? Like, you you want what? Dude, what? What the fuck? So, yeah. Um, all that aside, I got the Broncos scheduled to win this one. I think the Raiders are one of the worst teams in the NFL. I hate the Raiders, and they suck. I'm, you know, and I'm sorry. I, I don't feel one bit emotional for Derek Carr and his fucking crocodile tears on Sunday after the game. You guys suck. You're going to cry about it. Fucking cry, sissy. You're, you're, you know, you're a good quarterback, but your team's sorry as shit. You got, you got fucking Devontae Adams. You still can't fucking win games. What the fuck's that about? <laughs> anyway, once again, I like Russ. Uh, who's up? Um, me. Right. I am going Broncos. I'm going Broncos. I don't know why I'm going Broncos, but I'm going Broncos. I know. <laughs> you know, they're both shit teams, so just flip a coin. Yeah, I'm going to go Raiders just to try to make up some ground on Jocelyn. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I'm a little I'm a little scared, honestly. God damn it, Jocelyn. That was my <laughs> idea. No, I'm kind of scared to pick this next one. Cowboys at Vikings. Vikings, Ooh. fresh off their fucking defeat, fresh off their uh, win against the Bills, and the Cowboys, fresh off their loss against the Green Bay Packers. But I don't know, man. Dak's been kind of kind of not good the last couple weeks, but overall, they've been a fucking great team this season. I don't know what's been happening lately. Hopefully, this is a funk they can kick out of because I've got the Vikings to win. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, yeah, I got the Vikings to win, actually, um, because... They're the better team in my eyes, and I think them coming off of their win against Buffalo, they're not that far behind my Chiefs for the number one seed, so they're going to play some good football the next few weeks, and uh, I expect this to be no different, so I got the Vikings over the Cowboys. Yeah, I had trouble deciding between these two as well, Um, but I'm going Vikings. I'm going to go Cowboys. Cool. I'm going to go Vikings coming uh, off strong after beating the Bills, which, by the way, is the preview game for the Super Bowl this year. It's going to be Vikings, Bills, Super Bowl. There it is. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, no, all jokes aside, all my, my weasel laughs aside, um, it could very well be. You know, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind the Chiefs will make it to the championship game because they always have. Mahomes has not missed a championship game since he's played quarterback. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. There's something about the Bills that, that kind of scares me. I know we had their number in the post, but I don't know. I kind of don't want to play them this year in the post, but 
<laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, they're slumping. They're they're slumping at the right time. Get it out of their system now, and then go into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a timing thing, and it's just I don't know. Um, seeing how the Chiefs have yet to have a slump yet this season, really. Well, I, which means they're gonna I, I have guess it you, I guess they had a one week slump when they lost to Indianapolis, but uh, other than that, yeah. Uh, so I can't believe we lost to the Colts. Anyway, um, yeah, what's up next? Bengals and the Steelers. Speaking of rivalries, um, yeah, I got the Steelers on this one. Hmm. I'm going Bengals. I'm going Bengals. Fuck the Steelers. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm going Bengals. Not necessarily fuck the Steelers, just because they're awful this year. That too. <laughs> All right. If the Steelers were in a different division, I could root for the Steelers. I actually think they're like a, a well-run organization, um, especially compared to the other teams that are in our division. Um, but yeah, no, they're they're really bad this year. Yeah, I feel like they just fell apart this year. They, they are, but they always bring it when it comes to their games with the, the Steelers. They always have great games, the Bengals and the Steelers, and it's a coin yeah. flip. It doesn't matter who's doing what. Your records don't mean shit when it comes to a Bengals and, and Steelers game. I mean, any division game, at least in our division, I notice like it, it, they're always not always, but ninety eight percent of the time are tight games. Well, it's like me too in my division. When, like, when, when the Chiefs, every time they play the Broncos, it freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. You know, because I, I don't know. It's a it's a, it's a rival. It's a divisional game. They're always just tough games. Mm-hmm. All right, we got a couple left. Speaking of Chiefs at the Chargers. <laughs> Speaking of divisional games, uh, this is Sunday night. Uh, I got the Chiefs, obviously, but uh, I I wouldn't expect no different if it was. I think the Chargers are going to bring it. It's going to be a close game, but uh, in the end, come on. How about those Chiefs? So. All right, I am going Chiefs too. Better be. Uh, Chiefs? Yeah. <laughs> you sounded confused by that pick. <laughs> Chiefs? Question mark. Confused why you wouldn't choose the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chiefs. All right. And finally, we got our Mexico City game Monday night. 49ers at the Cardinals. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what it means for them playing in, being in Mexico City. I don't know if, they, if it means someone's gonna play there I, I don't fucking know it's um uh, two teams i gotta give two shits about um i know the cardinals are like with uh, a bunch of people including their quarterback the niners uh they got a solid running team eli mitchell's back so uh for that reason alone i'm going with the 49ers Whoever's breathing right into our fucking microphone, please stop. Oh, dude, I, I thought I was on mute. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just hear this heavy breathing into a mic. I'm like, whoever's doing that, I'm, knock I'm, it the fuck off. I'm walking around trying to clean up because I know I'm going oh. to bed after this. Okay. So my apologies. No, you're good. You're good. I thought it was just like a rustling sound. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jocelyn. Um, I'm going 49ers. 49ers. Same. All right, well, that concludes our picks for week 11. Uh, and yeah, even though this might be the end of this episode, you can still check out as much Never Running Film Effect content as your heart or eardrums desire 
whether it's on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, or you can just make things simple and make whatever platform you're on now the default platform for future episodes. Stay in the know by following us on Facebook and Twitter or on various other social media platforms, but to be honest, we just use Facebook and Twitter. And next week on the main feed, we'll be back continuing November with that Dark City episode that Corey and I started to record before we had to take a leave of absence. And then later on in the week, Justin and I may or may not have a special episode on our new favorite Thanksgiving slasher film, Blood Rage. A.K.A. Nightmare at Shadow Woods, A.K.A. Slasher, A.K.A. That's Not Cranberry Sauce. And I think that's everything. I want to thank my co-hosts for their contributions to the show. And most of all, thank you, the listener, for all your support. Until next week, I'm Ed. I'm Jocelyn. I'm Andrew. I'm Justin. And that's a wrap on FewerCast. Everyone take care now. Bye-bye. Tidy. See you guys. Have a good week. And that's the end.